over communication is uh, the best best strategy here. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, anyone who want to learn more about marketing automation. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss a lot more about this topic. It's very important to use automation to increase productivity, speed and many other things. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Jane Musatova. How are you? Hi Natalia, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you today? Jen, you know, I'm impressed about your profile because I found you speak a lot of languages. You know, for me, it's, <laughs> I don't know how to do it, how to learn a lot of languages. Yeah, I I wanna start a new language as well. Um, I wanna learn Spanish, but when, um, you know, I don't have the feeling to learn a new language when I'm not good with <laughs> English and many other languages where um, I can keep growing. So can you tell about your background experience and why you learn a lot of languages? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I'll start with my background. So hi, everyone. I'm a senior marketing automation manager at Wix. I've been with Wix for the past four years uh, and with marketing automation for the past six years. Um, I started my marketing career right after college, well, actually during college, um, and I'm one of those people who actually studied marketing in school, so it's my favorite thing to do. Um, and the second one is learning languages, um, and to answer your question why, I think it's just because I love traveling, and as someone who um, was born in one country, grew up in another, and now lives in the third one, it's it was always a crucial thing for me to also I mean, understand the culture and the language of the people around me. Um, and yeah, I, I love uh, I love traveling and uh, learning new stuff. So languages always help me with that. Plus, I think that's one of my uh, talents. Um, I like some other things. Nice, awesome. I love traveling as well. I'm addicted because of traveling. You know, <laughs> I can't stay in one place for a long time. <laughs> and Jen, um, I understand uh, you love traveling. That is why you learn a lot of languages. But can you tell about discipline? uh how to stick with uh, learning languages uh, about your schedule because i i know it's not simple you know to learn something new uh, especially if we are talking about the language you know it's like it takes time many years to learn so can you tell how to do it if you have a lot of languages and you, you can tell which languages you can speak fluently <laughs> so i speak uh, english hebrew russian and ukrainian fluently and I was once fluent in French, now not so much, because uh, I think once you start learning languages that are like vice versa, like Hebrew is literally written the other way around, just like Arabic. So when you start learning languages like that, like your, your brain kind of like shuts down for a sec and you forget whatever you didn't know perfectly, which for me was French, Spanish and German. Spanish is a bit easy because I've, I've recently visited Colombia and I got to um, to speak it a bit. Plus I have a few colleagues uh, who are native Spanish speakers. So. I'm trying to uh, to maintain those skills. German, not so much, but um, um, I'm actually trying to get better at it. And my methodology is uh, very old school, classical. Um, like whenever I need to learn a new language, I, like, I assign a specific period of time. It's like, okay, like 
um, I'm going to start a course and I'm going to be on it every day for four hours a day. Um, and Hebrew, I learned in, um, in an academic program. It was a four month program where we started every day from nine to four, literally every day. And so um, that really helped me because uh, this for months uh, helped me to build the background to speak Hebrew every day, to write letters, to read the news, listen to the radio, to communicate with people at work. And I know a lot of, um, a lot of uh, internationals who moved to Israel and they've been there for like 10 years and they don't speak the language because they just couldn't find the time, um, especially when they're working full time. So I think whenever you need to get um, a new skill set, especially a new language, you have to really allocate time and say, okay, I'm going to allow myself one month, two months, whatever you have, and use this time properly. And then, you know, like once you have the basis, then you can spend less time. You can spend half an hour a day just doing homework, just like trying to translate songs that also helps a lot, like especially if uh, you're into some kind of music. Let's say you like salsa dancing like myself and you're listening to, to this kind of music. So instead of just listening to it, try to understand what it's about, read the lyrics in Spanish, translate them one by one. And each time it's going to get easier and easier for you because you already have a certain set of words that you know, and then you just keep building it up. And then once you have that, um, I don't know, 5,000 words that you know, then you can only start reading, you can start comprehending the language and finally speaking, which I think is the last, the last stage in learning language. Wow. Yeah. A lot of great insights. I love it. So you let me to an emergency room where I need to spend time, you know, to think <laughs> how to go ahead. <laughs> Jade. I want to ask about marketing automation. Can you tell more uh, about this one, where to start, what to do, and how you can help to use of marketing automation in Wix? Because Wix is it's so popular platform. Uh, I think everyone knows about Wix and how you can help to use automation specifically in Wix. Okay, so I'll start with like marketing automation as a whole and how it can help different businesses and how we use it at Wix. It's a completely different topic. So basically, marketing automation is something that can help you automate communication communications with the user. It can help automate processes for the team. Let's say you have marketing and sales team working together on the project of bringing in new leads, closing in the gaps in the funnel. And that's where you can uh, use marketing automation to combine um, a few communication channels. Uh, you can integrate different systems and create this uh, seamless flow. Um, at Wix, we have B2B teams and we have B2C teams. So depending on what uh, sorts of communication they use with the user, we, um, we offer different channels. We use different platforms for, for different purposes. But basically, we're trying to optimize the tech stack that we have at Wix. And as a corporate, we have quite a lot of tools that different teams use in the beginning and optimize it uh, so that um, we would build seamless processes within the organization internally and um, help um, our outbound uh, communications and outbound activities to be more smooth and making sure that the user is getting the right data whenever they need it, especially with uh, Wix Studio around. Uh, now we have a lot of... Uh, new communications starting um, and a lot of uh, a lot of efforts from the teams to to make it work and uh, to make it look good and sound good yeah nice nice love it yeah uh you know it's interesting about weeks because i often speak with um, webmasters and most of them prefer wordpress uh, because of open code uh, and uh, but uh, um, i usually read news and i see that uh, wix is updating developing innovating uh, features and today uh, it's much simpler to set up uh, 
um, uh, some SEO settings that can help to rank higher. Can you tell uh, how uh, webmasters can use Wix? I mean, like for SEO goals, because uh, we have this common thinking that you can do it only on WordPress if you want to get higher ranking positions. But uh, I think things change a lot uh, when Wix uh, updated many features. So can you tell more about that? Oh, so I'm not the right person to talk about SEO, but you mm -hmm. can definitely talk with Kyle Place. He's an our one of our SEO gurus. And we have the entire team of um, SEO professionals like yourself um, mm -hmm. working on the product side, communicating with the users. I could just give you an overall explanation that, um, yeah, as, as a company, our goal is to make sure that um, we offer the best features available on the market. And whenever we see that there's gaps and we see what competitors are offering all the time, um, and we're trying to upgrade, we're trying to, to get better. Um, and as for the WordPress, I'd say like our um, biggest um, difference is that um, we um, don't have an open source. So our data is more secure. And um, that's that's one of the things that have been become a major concern in the past years, because you can see um, data breaches and uh, a lot of users concerned about that. Um, as for the SEO, uh, there's a user dashboard um, that um, every week's user can use and uh, set up the SEO parameters. There's a technical SEO teams um, also working on providing um, additional information and how you can improve rankings on Google and other platforms. But that's definitely something to speak uh, speak about with Kyle or Morty. Morty is also great. And um, I'm sure you can find them on LinkedIn. They offer a lot of great SEO content. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, you mentioned about security. And uh, my websites uh, were hacked two times, you know, <laughs> and I lost a lot of traffic. Uh, basically, even I uh, quit one project because of this hacking attack uh, that happened like um, in the Christmas time, New Year, and yeah. we sold a lot of products on this time. And we couldn't uh, recover website for 10 days. And we had a, a big, huge store with products and nobody cares about these products <laughs> we basically yeah quit the project and the second time uh we spent three months to recover to find all these viruses because uh, common antiviruses didn't show anything and i know how it's important to have the security that's great that wix can handle the process uh, on wordpress yeah it's a big issue and uh, yeah awesome awesome that you decided to uh, to tell about this topic because i know um people are not ready to pay for one dollar for prevention but they will pay thousand dollar for treatment <laughs> and i know about that you know like thousand times more and yeah i did it i did it i paid a thousand times more for uh uh for treatment but i could pay like a dollar for prevention <laughs> okay uh, yeah it's experience we need to learn uh, we make mistakes I keep doing them you know i don't know another way how to learn <laughs> so we usually start from basic uh generic strategies then we can move on uh jane let's talk more about marketing automation today we have ai and yeah. i spoke with jeff coyle uh founder of market muse he told me that in the future we will have three companies the first company will develop ai the second implement and the third company will be obsolete who can lift the trade you now and i think today ai is one of part of I don't know, like uh, the main part of automation, marketing automation, and because I use a lot AI, and I disagree 
with common thinking that people can tell that AI is not replacing people. According to data, AI is replacing even today, and uh, some companies can fire specialists. Um, I did it because, you know, uh, I did it uh, because I can get much higher results, uh, better results with AI. So really, uh, for example, we translate our content to Japanese, to Turkish languages, and we, if we get higher results uh, after AI translation, then uh, uh, paying for specialists to explain what we want to get, uh, to pay money for that, to control the process, if AI can do this job much better. So we use it. And yeah, we replace some translators, we replaced uh, editors, because uh, after editing with ChatGPT, we got mentions on CNN, Business Insider. You know, it's simple why I replace people because AI can provide this job much better. But I think my thing, uh, you know, if you want to go ahead, you need to adapt to AI. Anyone, it doesn't matter what kind of job you have, especially writers, translators, they can provide this job much better for someone who is not familiar with that. Because, for example, uh, writers uh, who can who know uh, how to write, they can create, generate content much better than people who have no experience with uh, writing, even by using ChatGPT or any other tools, because they can estimate the results. Jane, can you tell about marketing automation and AI? How to combine both today? I think that um, AI is really a helping hand, uh, like a robotic way to get the dirty work done, which is great. Um, I'm going to say that at Wix, we didn't have uh, any layoffs um, because of the AI. Um, so the way we use it is we we have uh, access for premium version of the ChatGPT for our colleagues. So whoever needs to use it, and that can be people writing code, that can be people writing content, have access to it. And I think in terms of content, where the, the way we work is uh, we always adapt our language, and that's the big the biggest difference here. You can ask AI to uh, to create um, a nice blog article for you but you still want to use specific words, specific tone of voice, uh, speaking eye to eye to the user, because that's um, how we've been talking to our users for years. And that's where, where the professional content writers really come in uh, to convey the message in the way that the user doesn't only understand what we want to say, but they feel um, the certain vibe that we want to bring with it. And I think that that's, uh, that has been an important value at Wix always. As for the marketing automation, uh, the way that I, I utilize um, ChatGPT is uh, for project projects. Let's say I need to create a presentation, I need to create a plan, I need to write a scope. So instead of spending a lot of time writing myself, I write a prompt, and ChatGPT helps me to strategize it. And then I added whatever whatever I need. Um, there's uh, so many different AI tools you can use. There's Tomo. Uh, it's a great tool for um, building. AI-based presentations, so you can even yeah. generate images there. I think it's fun, and um, I really enjoy using it. Um, but again, it's not really the, the core of marketing automation. So I can, I can, I still cannot use uh, AI tools to integrate between the systems. But 
I can spend less time on um, creating the code. I can ask ChatGPT, hey, what is the best way to uh, to create this functionality here or there? What is the best way to integrate uh, between these two tools so I can get data sent um, based on specific trigger or specific event? And then ChatGPT can give me a few suggestions and I can check them. So. It's uh, kind of like Googling stuff, but getting more um, exact answers and in a timely manner. So in my opinion, it's great. Uh, I do see how um, junior specialists can worry about uh, being replaced by, by, the, by these tools. But I think that in the end, uh, we can all use it to, to the best of us and can become more proficient and gain new skills uh, so that we will feel less fear about it. And by the way, Wix also offers AI solutions from within the product. If you're building a website on Wix, uh, first of all, you can use the ADI, which I think is the first product that we've ever had, when you're just writing the prompt and it creates a website for you without you doing anything. Or if you're building the website yourself, you can use it in the design sections, you can use it uh, when creating content. So um, it's something that we've had before it became a thing. Yeah, awesome, volleyball, volleyball. Jane, I opened your LinkedIn profile. Because I love opening LinkedIn profiles and uh, I like your background. Um, I want to ask about marketing automation by using Salesforce and Marketo. You have this background. And uh, can you tell how to create the right strategy uh, considering sales? Because, you know, uh, I found the best marketers have experience with sales because uh, I often cooperated with um, marketers who uh, think more about engagement, about traffic. And once I spoke with a master who lost 400,000 traffic, he spent so much time, resources to get this traffic, but Google dropped his ranking positions, but he didn't lose any sales. So uh, mm -hmm. he got this traffic and uh, I often see the same issue when people chase engagement, likes, comments, and, you know, if it doesn't help to sell, why you need to have it? Um, can you tell about uh, marketing automation considering sales, especially when you use Salesforce or Marketo or any other tools? I think that Salesforce uh, is the major certain platform being used uh, worldwide for the B2B purposes. And um, Marketo is my favorite marketing automation platform. Say my favorite because uh, I think it just gives you so many tools that uh, more, more often than not, you don't really need to, to buy additional software because you can send emails within it, you can build the right flows, you can connect it to any other platforms that your team is using. Um, you can build webhooks, you can build API connections. Um, it's, it's really an amazing platform that keeps on being developed. And, and it has a seamless integration with Salesforce. You can decide um, how you're gonna build the funnel, the marketing and sales funnel. Um, like which uh, platform is going to be served as a source of truth, where all the lead data is going to be stored. And um, I think that um, in order to make marketing sales work best uh, together, um, you should always uh, understand what your sales team is doing. Um, I, like as a marketer, your sales executive should be your best friend, someone you're having coffee with when you're getting in the office, someone who you're scheduling your first and the last uh, Zoom call from the week, because um, in the end, we're all working towards uh, the business goals and sales are those that are bringing, bringing the business, bringing the money to the company. And um, 
the first uh, step in the strategy is to understand who is your ICP, the ideal customer profile, who are the leads that you're targeting. And based on that, you can create the right funnel in Mercado. You can build uh, the right uh, communication channels. You can decide who and how are you targeting on your ad platforms, whether it's Google ads, whether it's LinkedIn, and whatever platforms you're using. And over communication is uh, the best uh, the best strategy here. Um, show show your salespeople the funnel. Show where the leads are being at, whether they're stuck in the um, in the nurture programs, whether they're moving to marketing qualified. And again, like anything you define as a marketer should be something that comes from sales. They should tell you what, what's supposed to be qualified lead, what's not. And you just need to help them um, bring those people in and nurture them until they're ready for for, for conversation with sales. Um, so it's it's a long it's a long conversation. You can really go on and off about it, but I think that understanding the sales needs and catering to them is something that really makes the company successful. So while some people still believe that marketing um, and sales work separately, it's it's wrong. You guys should be best friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You touch this topic. It's interesting because um, according to some studies, uh, most salespeople distrust marketers. Uh, if we, <laughs> yeah. If we need to have this friendship, can you tell how to do it? How to uh, destroy this wall between marketers and salespeople and uh, to have this friendship? Because um, I know it's important for marketers to have this data from salespeople. But some companies can have policy to disallow share sales data. Uh, salespeople can distrust marketers because they don't know what <laughs> they usually do. So tell how to uh, destroy this wall and to have the right cooperation. <laughs> I think that should come from the management because uh, if marketers KPIs are different from sales KPIs, they're never going to deliver the same uh, same thing. So having the same KPIs, let's say five closed deals per quarter. That's a serious KPI. And I, as a marketer, cannot reach it without sales. And sales cannot reach it without marketing because um, they need to, to see all of the signals. They need to know uh, like how we're reaching out to those leads. They need to get the right content to reach out to the right people. And this is everything that marketing provides. So I think that that's, that's something that uh, can help. And um, from, from the marketing standpoint of view, you can decide that you're delivering the best uh, the best leads and the salespeople are not closing those leads. So you need to be asking those questions. Why am I delivering the wrong people? Um, are the sales uh, not engaged enough? Are they not getting signals at the right time? Are we signing those leads correctly? So these are all the things that you, you should think about. Um, we created um, seamless communication with sales by pushing leads into the right channels on Slack uh, through Webhook in Marketo. And um, whatever, whenever we had um, kind of like urgent leads, uh, let's say someone coming from a company that we're targeting uh, who uh, requested a demo or requested a free trial, who's very ready to talk to sales, we would want sales to answer within five minutes. That was, that was the threshold, which was hard because someone can be on a call, someone can be on a lunch break. So we had this urgent channel that everyone would see, uh, all the managers, sales team, and the marketing team. And if we see that someone has not replied, it will get automatically uh, round robin to another person for another five minutes until someone takes that um, that lead and establishes communication. And that really helped us. Um, so yeah, communication and having uh, the same goals really helps.
Uh, yeah, valuable. Okay, salespeople. If you distrust marketers, mm-hmm. please trust them <laughs> because you can get great results as well. So if you uh, hide data, you need to understand that sales will decrease because marketers can't provide great results. <laughs> Jay, I want to ask about your management skills. Uh, in your LinkedIn profile, I see that you senior marketing operations manager, and I know it's important to manage people in the right way. Can you tell how to do it remotely because you are traveling a lot and you need to manage people to tell them what they need to do to get results, to encourage them, uh, to increase productivity, quality. So tell your methods how to do it remotely. Here, I'm actually going to use the example of COVID and actually my manager communicating with me because um, I think he's one of the best uh, examples of great management. Management. So during COVID, I was working with uh, with a U.S.-based team. My manager, my entire team was in New York, um, somewhere in L.A. And I was the only person sitting in Tel Aviv. And not only did we have the time difference, uh, also we never met for two years, worked together, and have never met them. But... I knew everything about their families, about their kids, when someone bought a house, when someone moved to apartment, we talked about our favorite TV shows, and aside from work. And that means yeah. that we always had a great communication setup um, to the point where you know, he would have a doctor appointment or I would have a doctor appointment. And I would be like, hey, uh, I'm not going to be available from four to five. But like, can someone, um, can someone be, be on the tasks and something urgent comes up? And it, it helped so much. Like we always felt like we were a team. Um, I always felt like I was backed up because he's also a very technical person, and I was uh, the second most technical person on the team. So whenever there would be a challenging pr- project, and I wouldn't be able to answer it if I'm on vacation or it's, it happens at night, I always knew that I was backed up. So I think that um, well, there's a dog outside. Sorry for that. Uh, no um, worries. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you feel that you can trust your, your team, if you feel that you can um, trust your manager to be there for you, it's, it's, the best, um, it's the best environment to work at. And that's what really motivates the team. That's what makes them proud to be a part of such teams, proud to be a part of such company. And uh, establishing the right guidelines. Um, I like the, the work standards. It's a kind of talk that I'm sharing with the team. Again, something I got from, from Tim. Um, kind of like work norms, like how do you prefer to communicate? Do you prefer to use a uh, phone? Do you prefer to use WhatsApp? Um, what is the best way to contact you? When do you feel more productive? When do you prefer to schedule meetings? And the kind of personalized approach really helps you to be seen, to understand that, um, but it's being valued and um, I, we're all different people, you know, like someone's like morning person, someone's a night person. Um, Daniel Pink wrote a great book about it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, no one, no one is productive from two to three, so never schedule anything at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, valuable. Yeah, like it, like it. Yeah, by the way, you know, my dogs usually take part on, on my podcast as well, but they're silent now. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so it depends. But I see uh, it's your dog or not? No, I'm, I'm actually traveling right now. I'm in uh, Dub in Sinai. And uh, I'm just renting this place and um, there's dogs outside. Anyway, I think this dog likes marketing or sales. I don't know. <laughs> just want to leave uh, its opinion. Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jane, I want to ask about mistakes. You know, I, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. Some of them terrible, some of them 
slight mistakes, but I keep doing them, you know, I don't know another way how to learn how to go ahead. And I think in marketing, you need to do mistakes because you can't uh, create something new. You can't develop your strategy. Uh, and uh, we need to test, to experiment a lot. Uh, if we are not creative, then results will be not good, you know. Uh, so tell about mistakes that marketers can avoid in automation. I mean, like, uh, we have two mistakes. The first mistake you need to do to learn from them, and the second you can avoid. So if you can list mistakes that we can avoid, you'll be great. <laughs> I think planning forward is a very important thing that a lot of people learn by making mistake of not doing that. Because uh, whenever you join a new team, you know, you want to prove yourself, you want to be like, I'm a hardworking person, I'm going to build everything from scratch, it's going to be perfect, I have all this experience. And what happens to many of us, uh, and um, I'm included here, um, sometimes I would just jump in and, you know, people would be like, okay, this is the project, I'm, okay, I'm on it, I will just start working on it because I want to get things done. And sometimes when you're missing an important detail of how like what happens? Okay, we finished with this project, but like how are we gonna scale? What are we gonna do next? Because marketing automation is a really a big, big infrastructure that you need to build, you need to manage. Sometimes you inherit what's already built, built. And no matter what you do, you need to ask yourself, how is going to affect my processes in the long term? What are we gonna do next? Because the process you build and maintain correctly will help you for years. The process that you build fast and you're like, all right, it works for now, might result in you having to build it over and over again. And especially like in marketing campaigns, let's say you're using Marketo or you're using HubSpot or Pardot, doesn't matter. You're building um, a campaign for a specific event. You're creating all of those assets in the, in the platform, landing pages, forms, emails, done. Next month, you have another event. So you create another campaign and you build all of this from scratch. But if a month ago you asked your team, how many events are we planning in the coming year? And they would say 12. They're like, okay, are we going to use similar landing pages? They would build yes. Are we going to send similar emails? Yes. So instead of creating those brand new emails, you would build template, one template for all the emails and one template for all the landing pages for those events, or even for all of the things that you're doing and just using different modules to uh, add CTAs, delete CTAs, whatnot. So having the big picture always helps. And I think in the beginning of your career, it's not, um, it doesn't really come to mind because you're just trying to jump from things. You want to learn more. You want to prove yourself more. And as you gain more experience, you start seeing the full picture better. So I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do and it really comes with experience, but always try to think forward, try to think what's the next step. And I think it's true for any profession. Yeah, yeah, nice, love it, love it. And uh, can you tell them about intuition? If you have experience, extended experience, sometimes, not sometimes, I often use intuition more than data, you know, because of experience, I know it's better to test, to experiment, because data can show something uh, average, but uh, by using intuition, I can, I don't know, change. Uh, the strategy. So tell about your intuition. Uh, for example, uh, uh, do you use intuition or you rely only on data that you have? <laughs> I think I'll be in trouble if I say that I don't use data and I don't rely on it. So I'm very pro data, but mm -hmm. I would say always maybe use your common sense. I don't know if I would use intuition, but it's more like common sense when you see something and it raises the question, it just doesn't set right. 
Um, so trust your guts always. Um, and you know, sometimes it helps to avoid mistakes. Um, I had in my experience a situation where we used a third party tool to, to enrich some of our data and it caused some discrepancies. I, was, I saw that like at some point we just like stopped getting qualified leads and we were investing in campaigns and I thought we were getting the right people. So like something is broken, why? And um, obviously I was looking at the data, but it was not showing up until they started thinking, okay, what, what did we change? Oh, we onboarded a new platform. Okay, let's say like we saw that it was overriding some of the data. Um, like there, there was an issue with the implementation. Um, but if something doesn't feel right, something doesn't just sass and like always, always check it. But overall, I hope that you do have a good data team and the right data. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Uh, Jane, let me share a short story about uh, creativity. Uh, uh, Lloyd Richards uh, published a book 11 years ago, uh, but he spent 14 years to write this book. 14 years. You know, more than a decade. For me, it's hard to imagine how to write just a single book for 14 years. Uh, but he did it. Uh, then he used marketing, sales, got random sales, nothing special. Uh, his daughter posted content on TikTok from account with zero followers. This video became viral. And today this book is bestseller on Amazon. So one simple video. Uh, beats a lot of marketing and sales channels. I watched this video uh, because I want to know how to get 50 million views you know, <laughs> from a single video. Uh, and uh, that was not nice looking design. Simple design, nothing special, but that was creative. No, he, a short story for less than a minute about uh, the author who, who spent 14 years to write a book. It provokes curiosity you now to read this book, to get this book. Uh, and I think it's very important to be creative in marketing. Uh, but if you use automation, yeah. you can decrease your level of creativity. Can you tell how to avoid uh, how to avoid it? If you disagree, okay, that's okay. Just let us know how to be creative by using marketing automation. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So first of all, great example. And I think that marketers are the people that cannot spend 40 years doing something because yeah. you need to constantly update. You need to see what's up there. You need to see the modern generation, especially if you cater to them. And I think in the modern world, A, people don't have much time to for like long stories for eBooks, for white papers. This is all very 2018. And videos are the new big thing, TikTok. Um, there is a new app, well, I forgot what's called Be Real, I think, that also like a lot of people are using now instead of Instagram because people want to see real stuff. They want to see how you look without filters. They want to see real world, real work, real lives. And brands that understand that are going to be more successful than those that don't. So being, um, being on top of things, understanding what's the new thing coming up is really something that should be on top of your mind for, for branding. Um, when it comes to automation, you can automate anything. You can automate great videos. You can automate a terrible 24, like <laughs> 2004 uh, eBooks. Um, and the result is not going to be dependent on automation. The result is going to be dependent on the quality of your content. Like you don't get conversions because uh, you seamlessly connected Marketo and uh, 
let's say LinkedIn accounts. You're going to get conversions um, if your LinkedIn ads are great, if you are reaching the right audience for the right messaging. And I think if you are solving someone's problem or if you're bringing a unique idea, if you're bringing something amazing, something that people need, uh, you're going to be successful. If you if you're not interested, if your content is dull, if your design is outdated, then no matter what tech stack you implement, you're not going to be successful. So creativity should be always on top. And I love it. I think the reason why I went to marketing is because I love the creative aspect of it. Um, when I was 17, I wanted to be a film director, but yeah. I was still writing scripts. <laughs> so <laughs> I used to go to all of those uh, feature short festivals, uh, and advertising contests uh, it was just amazing you know sometimes it's not even high budget um ads sometimes it's guerrilla marketing sometimes it's uh people creating flash mobs on the street that's something that always excites me inspires me and i i follow brands that um, do things that way rather than those that don't um i feel like all of us just want to see some new cool stuff out there Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I disagree if someone can tell that marketing is boring. It's not boring. It's creative. You know, if you, you feel it's boring, then it's better to find something else. <laughs> you know, in marketing, it's important to be creative. It's art. You need to create art. If you can't, then uh, you can't beat your competitors. And Jane, uh, I want to ask about the question that I often ask all my speakers. Um, about uh, your experience um, i have students who are looking for ways how to learn from scratch i have clients uh, who wanna get the basic to cooperate with experts um, anyway uh, different people they wanna learn from scratch without any experience knowledge skills i wanna ask you if you started today forget about weeks forget about sales um, forget about uh, marketo salesforce anything it's your first day in marketing automation what will you do today if you need to do everything from scratch having the background that i already have yeah <laughs> yeah to get this background to deserve this background <laughs> mm -hmm. i think i would do the same thing um, my first job in marketing automation was at GAD and the manager who hired me, also one of the best managers I've had. Uh, I told him, I was like, look, I have tons of experience in marketing. I've done social media marketing, marketing research. I've managed projects. I'm quite technical. I've never done marketing automation. I don't know what that is. And he was like, it's fine. You'll learn. And I did. So I think getting your hands dirty, trying things out, uh, making mistakes, learning from those mistakes is uh, something that you should be ready for, regardless of which field you choose. Of course, you don't want to do it on any live programs. Uh, so um, working in the testing environment all the time before you implement anything, um, get help from, um, from someone at work if you can. If you can find a good mentor, whether it's your boss, whether it's someone from another team, maybe from another company, is uh, amazing at every stage of the career because there's always someone out there who can help you grow and get better. Um, learning, there's tons of uh, materials um, out there. Um, Adobe provides um, a great forum where you can uh, learn for, from free, for free from um, other Adobe professionals. Um, you can ask questions, uh, you can post them in, ch in channels. Um, there's uh, 
tons of um, other forums that you can use. I know in Discourse, uh, there's a lot of technical ones. And there's open source platforms where you can test your code. There's ChatGPT where you can test your code. So learn as you go. Uh, try to get as much experience as you can. Don't be afraid. Uh, I think that's the most important one. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Yeah, so valuable. I like that you started from practice. You know, <laughs> you need to make your hands dirty because, yeah, learning. Um, I, by the way, I see when people overlearn. They learn a lot, but do nothing. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, we, we, yeah, we have short memory. Uh, people forget 50% of new information in the first hour. Uh, the second 50% uh, in a few hours or a few days, it depends. I can forget fast. That, that is why <laughs> I usually make notes and implement. Yeah, uh, Bill Gates make, makes notes. You know, when he reads books, he makes notes because he thinks how to adapt, how to implement what he learned. Yeah, I love it. So amazing. And Jane, my final question about the future. I want to ask you, take your crystal ball and let us know what kind of future will be. We have AI today. Uh, Apple is going to launch augmented reality, this headset. Uh, many things are coming. Marketing is a quickly changing world. We know about that. So let us know what kind of future be in marketing automation in your vision. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think that in the past years, we've um, been coming closer and closer to understanding our users and understanding how to communicate with them. Um, and platforms like Iterable, like Brace, they offer a way to build the user communication based on where the user opens their emails um, on the phone, on the tablet, um, how they're reading, how they're interacting with your brand. So I think that aspect is something that's going to be developing even more and more and more. And it's something that's going to help both the brands to find the best way of communicating with the user and also to help the user get less distracted to get information at the right time. Um, I can give you an example, which is an offline example, but I think it's great. So I love shopping and I always know what I want to get. And sometimes I would be in the, in the store and I'm like looking for what I want and I can't find it. And then I need to talk to people. And sometimes you don't feel like talking to people. I'm, I'm an introvert. I, I like to have my space. And they, they recently opened this store in Tel Aviv where they change uh, everything every day. There's different designers coming up and they match stuff. So like you come in and you see uh, a purple dress and black shoes next to it and it all looks perfect and when you like something you go to uh, the fitting room and the, there's a screen and it tells you in which sizes it's available and if you if the size didn't fit uh, you can click on the monitor and the salesperson will bring you the right size and I thought that was amazing and this is very important and so the same thing happens online you know in the end, no one wants to waste their time selling stuff that you don't need. And you don't want to waste your time um, by getting sales calls or like seeing ads of something you don't need. So in the end, I think it's just going to be just like that. You're like, OK, you know what? I want to buy a new bicycle. I want to build a website. I want to uh, find a good school for my kid. 
and you have this in mind and you type it in Google and not only you get all the right information, you get all the comparison, you can schedule the call, uh, everything seamlessly and within one second. And this all can happen only with the help of the automation. So I think the automation is the future. Oh, nice. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think without automation, um, it's hard to be productive. It's hard to have speed. It's hard to overcome competitors. Yes, of course, we need to, uh, to have automation, but to check manually everything <laughs> that you have. Jane, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. I love this experience. Awesome, great. Say the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Sure. So you can reach me on LinkedIn. It's uh, Jane Musatova. Um, you can uh, find me on Facebook if you want uh, to connect in person, but I'm not very active there. Uh, or you can shoot me an email. It's uh, janem at wix.com. Um, and yeah, good luck uh, with building your brand. Good luck with building your marketing automation. Um, I think it's a big thing that's out there. And if you have time and you're willing to learn, then the resource is out there too. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find links in the description below to social media accounts, to Wix uh in the description <laughs> so uh i recommend anyone to follow jane musatova because i do it i need to get more insights i need to get more value and yeah i recommend to follow too because you can learn and become a better marketer okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.